0: Get me
1: from Studio A in Arcata, behind a redwood curtain. It's time for Suckatash. Suckatash chats. The original comedy soundcast. Soundcast featuring interviews from comedy soundcast comedians, comedians, soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcast soundcasting. Tyson in Tyson- is-
2: Salutan, thank you for joining me on this chat's episode of Suckatash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. My guest for this episode is someone I've wanted to have on since I began hosting duties, and that someone is none other than Hunter Block, my co host on Anti Social Show, a soundcast that I've been recording with him for nearly two years now. I've also got a double dose of Raging Modern Will Durst's Bursa Durst segments, Anna Henderson's Pants ad. Let's begin, shall we? Before I get into my interview with Hunter, I'd like to play a clip from a soundcast that has reached its 10th year. That soundcast is called Illusionoid, and it should sound familiar to longtime listeners of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, as we have been featuring clips of Illusionoid for many years. In fact, previous host, current executive producer Mark Hirshon, interviewed the entire cast of Illusionoid, which is comprised of Paul Bates, Lee Smart, and Nug Nargang back in January of 2013 on Epi 48, called Illusionoiden, for those looking for a fun listen. Or listening for a fun time. Before I play the clip, here is a description of their program on Illusionoid's home site. And both this description and clip were provided by executive producer Mark Hershon. A bi-weekly improvised comedy podcast in the style of old-time radio shows like Inner Sanctum or X-1, Illusionoid is performed by Paul Bates, CTV's Dan Vermeer, Second City, Lee Smart, Comedy Network's Fifth Quadrant in Second City, and Nug Nargang, Dark Rising, Summer Strikes Back, Sci-Fi Scare Tactics. In the distant future, humanity has its last stand against the tyrant computer Illusionoid. A lone survivor sends messages backwards through time in hopes that he can provide a warning of the danger to come. Will you heed this warning? Open your ears and hone your senses, for without immediate action, none can escape the future that is Illusionoid. I've listened to several episodes of this show and I enjoy it quite a bit. This clip is from episode two of this newest season The Undersea Ponds. It dropped on June 27, 2018.
3: Not calm seas. Oh, it's pretty rough today. Pretty, pretty rough. Indeed. You know, we should probably head for shore before it gets much darker than this, we may not find ourselves in a safe haven when the storm rolls in. Sandy, do you really think the captain will let us turn back? Do I think he'll let us turn back? I mean, he's a, he's a seafaring man who knows the dangers of being on the sea. I think he will. I think he will. He'll hear reason. He'll turn back. I don't know if he'll hear reason anymore. He's mad and near obsessed with his latest mission. It's true. I've seen that look in his eye, that dangerous glint in his eye when he talks about it. When he talks about achieving that scepter once that scepter that he had those many years ago that went overboard in that storm that was much like the one that's brewing tonight i don't know why we even do it sandy we're prawn fishermen prawn fishermen and our captain has an unhealthy unhealthy obsession with his scepter collection it is true elroy he does he's missing the one you've been in his cabin right He's called you in there late at night, hasn't he? Scepters everywhere. Everywhere. In the center behind his desk, a throne made of scepters. Through the wall, top to bottom, covered in scepters. And there in the middle, one empty, long, thin space. With a label beneath it that reads, The Scepter of Eternity. I mean, why? Why doesn't he have enough scepters? I don't know. It's like a scepter uh, obsession. A scepter session. Yeah, yeah, an exception, an exceptioner, an exceptioner, an Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he comes! Here he comes! Oh, I'm I, I it. It. it was a swabbing, swabbing, pulling the net, swabbing, swabbing. How, how's it going? Have we caught any prawn? Oh, let me just check the net here. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, oh, you got a looks like a solid dozen cross. Excellent, excellent. And how's the swabbing? The swab is going really great. I think I've gotten right down to the bare wood here. Fantastic. Just to let you know, the storm's real bad, and we should be heading back. But I've dropped anchor because I know the scepter is here. How do you know that? Do you have like one of those uh, fish finders? Except it's for scepters. When you're as experienced with scepters as I am, you gotta you gotta feel for these kind of things. It's not like I was trying to question you, sir. No, I'm I'm just letting you know. Okay. There was a storm just like this where I last saw the Scepter of Eternity. And it was in a spot just like this, on the water, in a storm when i lost that scepter and i'm about to find it again i know it's here so captain we're going purely on gut here is that what's happening it's a feeling i have I, I have a connection to these scepters and i know it's here gut feeling yeah i'm going to call yeah sure if you want to give it a name you call it a gut feeling i've dropped anchor and i've put a rowboat on the side i just want the to... three of us are getting in that boat and we're going to find this oh, scepter oh, uh, the storm is is teetering on captain it's nothing is, there's white caps out there that are bigger than any white cap I've ever seen Oh, well, I've seen worse And you're both coming with me Is, it, is, is, is There's only the three of us aboard, aboard yes. The good ship, Lollipop That's right And, and um, it is a good ship It's a great ship It's okay. a good ship I'm not impugning the quality of the ship You don't, you don't you dare uh, No, I'm not I've only brought it up because it's such a good ship Shouldn't one of us stay behind, say me No, Sandy, Sandy, no, first it's baby. fine It's protected by scepter magic scepter magic. That's right. Every scepter has a little bit of magic in it. Why do you think I've lined the walls of my cabin with the scepters? I'm protected by magic. Wow. Uh, what are you seeking protection from, Captain? Uh, you know, uh, stuff, life. Injustice, all oh, feelings. Yeah, well, that's always a protection for me. Hop in the robot, boys, I'm commanding you to hop into the robot. One,
4: one last pitch.
3: All one right, I'm pitch. Let's hear about, sir. Let's hear about. This is a triocracy. Let's hear. Him Please, out. the storm is getting worse. I am your, I am your faithful navigator. Sure. sure. Here's my pitch. All right, let's hear it. I'm wide open. I bust out the sextant, open up the map, mark our spots. Navigationally here on the water. Here, here. We go home, wait for the storm to ride out. Here, here. Come exactly back where we were before, and end to the robo we go. This is the first I've felt the scepter in a long time. You think I'm giving up now just because of a little rain and two boys that don't want to come with me? Can we vote? Can we take a vote on this? Yes, the captain has three votes. Whoa.
2: If you like Illusionoid and you want to show them some love, why not visit their Facebook page and like their Facebook page, which is at facebook.com. And Illusionoid is spelled I L L U S I O N O I D. You can contact them at Gmail at IllusionoidPod, P O D, at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at IllusionoidPod. Paul Bates is BatesBot9000, that's B A T E S B O T, 9000. Lee Smart is Krypton's Last son. K-R-Y-P-T-O-N-S-L-A-S-T-S-O-N. Nugnargang is at Nugnargang. N-U-G-N-A-H-R-G-A-N-G. And Illusionoid uses music from Platinum Loops, which is www.platinumloops.com. Also, if you'd like to see executive producer Mark Hershon's article on Vulture's This Week in Comedy podcasts, you can click the link in the description of this episode wherever you might be reading this instead of hearing it. And now it's time for our first Burst of Durst. This one is from June 22nd of 2018, and it's called Zero Tolerance, in which our intrepid correspondent gets almost kind of semi-serious.
5: Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words about how we got to be a country that forcibly separates kids from their parents. Easy to figure out. We got Trumped. The 45th president has dragged us down to his level, and every time you think we've reached a new low, he digs another sub-basement. And now it's normal. we become anesthetized, built up a tolerance. The very phrase, President Donald Trump, should be surreal. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. One of those not-very-funny Saturday Night Live skits they slide on after the second appearance of this week's band. But now, Mr. Big Tough Guy decides to institute zero tolerance for immigrant families, and he's taken down the entire Republican Party with him. But these enablers are fine. They've already acquiesced to being anti-logic and anti-environment and anti-democracy and anti-fidelity, Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III actually used the Bible to justify its policy separating immigrant parents from their children, using the exact same passage the South cited to defend slavery. But other administration officials utilized a whole bevy of excuses. The Democrats are responsible. We're just upholding the law. Using kids as hostages is not our policy. The courts made us do it. The Torah says it's okay. Obama did it. The vast majority are drug mules. They're just tiny future rapists. Crooked Hillary is to blame. Bill Clinton had an affair. 9-11 was an inside job. Putin should be emperor of the world. What kids? Finally, the president signed an executive order that changed the policy he formally claimed wasn't a policy and couldn't be changed. Then the first lady visits one of the detention centers while wearing a $39 jacket that had the words, I don't really care, do you, painted on the back. Wow. At least she didn't offer the kids cake. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst.
2: Thank you, Mr. Durst. We'll be hearing another burst of Durst later in the program, but now the moment we've all been waiting for, my interview with my friend and co-host of Anti-Social Show, Hunter Block. So, Hunter Block, welcome to Succotash.
6: You know, actually, it feels great to be here, um, if I may say. Thank you for – Yeah, I always, always wanted to be on Succotash. Uh, ever since I started listening to Succotash, I'm like, God, when can I come on? And that's a, that's a legitimate thing. I always wanted to be on the show. I've always been a, uh, a major uh, fan of uh, Succotash and uh, I got my Succotash uh, T-shirt, which is pretty cool. So, oh,
2: Yeah, that's right. There is a picture of you uh, in that T-shirt on uh, one of the episode um, yes. descriptions. I'm not sure which one it is. Let me check that real quick here. Episode 165, Snippin' Like a Maniac. Has, yes. As you in the main thing, he says, Friend of Succotash, Hunter Block Sports' new tea, and it looks like you're standing next to a, well, I'm sure it's supposed to look like a mantelpiece, but it looks kind of like a desk with some candles on it, and then there's a, it looks like a painting,
6: perhaps, above that? Uh, Yeah, let me bring up the, uh, I have the picture on Instagram. Let me pull it up real quick so I can look at what, okay, so basically what that is, it's a, um, it's it's a picture um, and, uh, you're right. It's a, uh, kind of like a can like a weird looking candle holder. And cool. what I'm leaning against is a, uh, bookshelf, like a, like a, like a, it's supposed to be like an antique looking bookshelf. Ah,
2: okay. Nice. Well, it is. I, it does. Yep. It, it, it's a, uh, it's a nice, uh, color. Everything there in the room. Thank very you. Very nice shades of brown and yellow. Um, what is that painting or picture that, what is that image that is above it?
6: I think that's a person. Um, it looks kind of like that was, th- this. <laughs> Kind it. It might be. I mean, or perhaps uh, down this this picture <laughs> this picture was taken downstairs in my living room, so I would actually have to go down there and and look at the painting itself cuz I haven't looked at that painting in quite some time. <laughs>
2: so it is in fact a painting. Uh yes. Okay. Yep, yep. I was wondering cuz uh yep. it, you know it looks like uh it could be a photograph but then the more I, I I stare at it there's no definition in the face and I don't think the pixel depth is bad cuz it looks like a high resolution photograph anyway. Uh so you yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's uh you on there because of now how did you end up in that picture uh, actually yeah, like what? Uh, I because I don't actually pick the images for the show. Mark does. So um, was an exchange of T-shirts or something, or was it because you had the T-shirt? Like, what happened there? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it what was, uh, there? an
6: I mean, exchange. <laughs> sorry, what's the story? Basically, sorry. Uh, so basically, I wanted to get my hands on a um a succotash T-shirt that I can rock it around and 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 wear it because I I I love succotash as I said. Um, so. Me and Mark had decided to do a T-shirt for a T-shirt. So I gave him uh, an anti-social show shirt and he gave me a uh, Succotash shirt. And I – did he ask me for a picture or did I just do that on my own? I forget now because that was months ago. But mm-hmm. either way, that that's how that came about.
2: It all kind of blurs together after a while, doesn't it?
6: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Every, everything – like time kind of like blurs. One day is kind of like the same – you know. Different days are kind of like the same day, you know, like a Monday yeah. and a Tuesday are kind of like together, you know.
2: It collapses a bit. Like, yeah, it does. It's like uh, Synecdoche, New York. So I have a question. Uh, how, how yes, you, sir. How were you introduced to the podcast or the soundcast, as as we call it here on Sucatosh? Uh How were you introduced to it as a form of entertainment?
6: Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so this is going back to uh, 2011, 2012 when I met you. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, at that point in time, I had no idea that sound, uh, sound casting or podcasting even existed in those days. Really? Like, had no knowledge of it. Oh. Yeah, really, because I mean, I don't know if it was like highly uh, popular back then as it is now. Like, now you can walk up to ba- basically anyone on the street and say, hey, man, like, do you know what a podcast is? And. Usually, I mean, nine nine out of ten people will say, "Yeah, I know what a podcast is," and they either listen to it or they don't listen to a podcast. Or, but you always get that one percent that that's doesn't even know what a podcast is, you know. I mean, I, so
2: I don't want to take issue with your numbers, but I, I'd say it's uh, I'd say it's a higher percentage of people that don't know what a podcast is still, but certainly much more than they did before. Uh, you you know, you're right. There's a lot of blank stares when you say podcast. People don't didn't know what that was just, right. just six
6: years ago. Ex- well, yeah. I mean, so I was, I mean, I was trying to be optimistic. Yeah, No, know. I appreciate
2: that. I, I, but I, so, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm going, wow, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know me.
6: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So back then I had no idea Uh, what, what a Soundcast even was. I, I, you know, obviously I never listened to um, a whole lot of talk radio either. Okay. Um, just, just music when I was driving around. And then, uh, you know, you and I struck up a conversation one day and that's when you introduced me to combat radio. And I, and I heard my first, uh, combat radio episode and it was on YouTube and it was you discussing plan nine. And I'm like, this is some really cool shit. If I can say that word on this show. Um, yeah. So I was like, this, this is really cool shit. And I, I really got into it. And then that's when you also introduced me to, uh, to the concept, of podcasting, which I've never heard before. and, and, to me, it was like a really awesome thing because as I started listening to you know, more and more of it or learning about it, mm-hmm. I realized that basically anybody can do a podcast. It wasn't like there were gatekeepers, as Kevin Smith would say, and there was no one telling you that you, you couldn't do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So that And to me, it was entertaining because I also found out that you can find a, a soundcast for virtually anything. Like, anything that piques your interest, there's basically a sound cast for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: So that's when I really got into, like, that's when you introduced me to the breaks and to um, to um tash and to Strange Times, and I started listening to, you know, these shows a lot. And I was even on Strange Times a few times. Oh, yes. No pun intended there. Mm-hmm. So... um the the more I and even like back in those days, like and we're talking like quite a few years before uh in between when I was on my first time on combat radio, if you remember. So there mm-hmm. was there was quite a few years uh between the time I was on combat radio and strange times. Oh and yeah. Um and, and even and, and this is only going back, I think the last time I was on Strange Times was in like 2016 and I wasn't – we weren't even doing uh, anti-social show at that particular time. So oh, okay. like to me, it was still – like listening to it was pretty cool. But like just being on this – like being on a podcast or soundcast was still kind of like mm-hmm. a bit nerve-wracking for me in those days. So you have –
2: are you saying you haven't been on a Strange Times episode since 2016, do you think? Or, Correct. Wow. I, th- I kind of thought you'd been on sooner yeah. than that. Wow, how, how time flies. So – so on a, speaking to that, so uh, so your first appearance on Combat Radio was October 26th, 2012. Correct. In the Halloween season, in a, in a, uh, a show called Angry Jack-O-Lanterns of Doom.
6: Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, yes.
2: Also in the room were uh, Ashley Palmer of Paranormal Activity, the film series, and uh, Tom Vitorino, who is going to become a regular co-star or co-host of um, Ethan Dettenmeyer's for who of course is the host of the show. I should mention his name. (laughs) But I was speaking of guests first. Uh, Peter Shinkoda, uh, who I think was just finishing up on uh, his run on Falling Skies.
6: Falling Skies, yep. With another uh, Combat Radio regular, uh,
2: Doug Jones. Bodywork man, Dr. Doug Jones. Jones. Bodywork, yep. an extraordinary man, Jones. Uh, that's a long name that I added a bunch of stuff to. Uh, I don't. It's. It's. I don't think it's actually called bodywork. Or it's called something though, because it's. 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 Uh, yeah. He does full body makeups and has for a very long time. Uh, that's uh, pretty cool. He had a run as uh, Mac Tonight. You might recall uh, the the man in the moon in the McDonald's commercials with the giant crescent uh, shaped head guy playing at the piano. That was, that was Doug Jones in that. Yes. Uh, several, several Matt tonight, um, commercials. So not just one, like many, many <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he wasn't there then. And then, uh, I actually was on, uh, toward the end. Uh, so in a way that episode was kind of like the first anti-social show where we weren't actually on it together.
6: <laughs> <laughs> right. But, we we kind of, like, missed each other, but it, we were we, – because I was on, I think, and then I jumped off, and then you jumped on after. Is that right?
2: More or less, yeah. We, we talked about um, the yeah. Wolfman movies. I had just seen a few movies for Halloween, and uh, I had seen the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. and uh, Claude Rains. And then I would also watched the uh, Joe Johnston remake with Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. And I also had seen uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, so, which also had Lon Chaney – jr as the character that he played in the original wolfman uh larry talbot um so it's like larry talbot played kind of for laughs even though he was pretty serious in it uh and it's an Costello movie so but yeah so that was uh that was all in that that one october so then just almost four years to the day it's actually about um six days later would be Uh, Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry. Eight days later would be the twenty sixth of October. But so on October eighteenth, twenty sixteen, the first episode of Anti Social Show debuted. Yes. Which is that show that we do together, and it is. It means that we're we're. It's been so. It's over fifty episodes now. Over fifty episodes of your own Soundcast, basically, one that you're on and that you contribute to regularly, as you would say. You co-host. You are the other half of this show. You are some would say the personality of the show, and Uh, it's, thank
6: you. Thank you. Uh,
2: thank you. Uh, God, I mean, it's just my boring ass for an hour and nobody would listen. Um, so
6: actually that's not, that's not true, dude, because, um, you, you have, um, like I noticed that when you do our show, right. When you do anti-social show. Okay. Mm. And, and on either show, you're not boring. Um, but you're, you're, you're able to, uh, you're able to carry your own, I think. When you're doing succotash, you know, you know what I mean? So like, I've noticed that like me personally, I think I would be the boring one if it was just me running solo, because I I need that like interaction. If I was just like sitting by myself and just be like talking um, I, I don't think I'd have a, a, a single idea of what it is I'd be talking about. I would actually have to, to probably script that and rehearse that before I actually even attempted to do that. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, well, you know, we could try as an experiment in a bit here. Uh, I could, could try an experiment for generating a uh, conversation out of nothing, uh, but uh but it's, it's thank you for saying that. I appreciate what you're saying. I'm I like attempting, attempting to ignore the compliment because, as you know, I am uncomfortable with them. But I shouldn't. I should acknowledge it and thank you for it because it is very kind of you uh, to say nice things. Um, <laughs> so, only the truth, brother. Only the truth. Uh, so now you are credited on – in the episode of, of Combat Radio, you're credited as a relative of Captain Kidd. Yes, I'm almost positive we've was- talked about this before, but uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on one of the uh, the, the soundcasts that we've done already or not. But uh, yeah, it says so here's the full description of that episode. Uh, if you'd like to, okay, you know? Angry Jack-O-Lanterns of Doom, Combat Radio's 31 Days of Halloween continues with Ashley Palmer, Peter Shinkoda, Tom Vitorino, also Hunter Block, and okay, so I sh- this is the problem. I didn't read the parts where it says the credits. And it's funny because I've already said these credits already, so I'll try to go as quickly as possible. It's Ashley Palmer, and in parentheses, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Peter Shinkoda, Falling Skies, Mortal Kombat, War, etc. Tom Vitorino, Manager of the Cult, The Doors, Big Country, etc. Also, Hunter Block, a relative of Captain Kidd. <laughs> calls, in from, yes. calls in from the haunted... Rose Hill Cemetery, and then Tyson Sander calls in with this week's Halloween movie picks from Universal Monster Machine. Oh, and apparently somebody, uh, yes, Marcus Lindsay was there, at Paranormal EXP, the Travel Channel, where he uh, investigated, quote, Haunted Upatraz, and they talk about the Amityville horror and stuff, and stuff like that, and more stuff, and more stuff, and junk, and more stuff. But yes, so so, what is the, behind you, would you do you mind talking about the, the relation to Captain Kidd?
6: Sure. Uh, he uh, supposedly was my great 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 grandfather. Wow. Few greats.
2: Great 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 yeah. great.
6: Wow. Yeah. Um, I just I, dis- I discovered this at a at a barbecue uh, because my grandfather uh, was doing our family tree. So we you know we were talking about the family and stuff, and uh, he's like, "Hey, did you know who we're related to?" And I'm like, "Wow, we're related to that guy." He's like, "Yep," and I'm like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, it
2: is pretty I So, uh, is that on your? Father's side or on your mother's side? Uh mother's side. Okay. Yep. So yeah, apparently there's quite a bit of history associated with this one. There are apparently quite a few people that believe he was uh wrongfully
6: executed for piracy.
2: Um
6: Yes he was. He was actually a pirateer, not a pirate.
2: I think it's a privateer.
6: Privateer. Pirateer, privateer. No, you're right, privateer. Privateer. Yeah. privateer. Although, uh wasn't... he worked for uh the British uh uh he, he worked for the king basically in those days. Uh getting rid of uh, pirates or turning in pirates or help capturing pirates. Wow. And in the end, they just basically hung them.
2: So they turned on him,
6: apparently. Uh, Yeah, basically. Wow. Well, that's not good. That was basically like his reward for like, you know, helping to clean up the, uh, you know, the ocean, I guess.
2: Wow. So, so let's see. Uh, it says here. Okay. So. he. Okay. So, uh, all right says so Kidd uh, had two lawyers to assist in his defense. He was shocked to learn – this is from Wikipedia, by the way. He was shocked to learn at his, at his trial that he was charged with murder. Uh, hmm. He was found guilty on all charges. and uh, It's murder and five counts of piracy and sentenced to death. Sorry about that.
6: Wouldn't surprise me.
2: Um, he was hanged two times. On the first attempt – Shit. The, hang- the first attempt, the hangman's rope broke and Kidd survived. Although some in the crowd called for Kid's release, claiming the breaking of the rope was a sign from God, Kid was hanged again minutes later, this time successfully. <clears throat> oh, and then it says, you know, uh, some details, which I'm sorry to go into details because it's, you know, with, when it's one's relative, you never know how sensitive they're going to be about stuff like this. Um, but it, it says his body was gibbeted over the River Thames at Tilbury Point as a warning to future would be pirates for three years.
6: Wow. I think they, they, I think they, they did used to do that back in the, like back in those days to kind of like, it was, it was a deterrent against, you know, piracy basically. Like, Hey, if you roll into our port and try to, you know, commit piracy, this is what's going to happen to you. So this is like your warning basically. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, absolutely. For, for three years, three
6: years. That is insane. Like that, that is insane. Yeah, wow, it's, just, it's like I mean, you'd imagine like, that. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's like like I, I, I mean, it, it's weird and bizarre and kind of like morbid, really. Like you know, like here we're gonna put this guy on display for three years.
2: It seems like a long time to be. I mean, you know, what what's really messed yeah. up about that is you know that there are people who have just got used to it. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's there. You know, it's like, oh, that's not going yeah, anywhere. Oh, that's still there. And then like, well, how long do you suppose it's? It, I mean, like. Do you think it took I mean it's less than three yeah. years now that uh, Trump's been in office? do you suppose it was <laughs> now that people are just kind of getting used to that uh, on some level, which is because so much time has gone by, or is it do you think it's one of those situations where it 's like what it's been three years we should probably take him down we should probably get that
6: guy i out think of there. i I think kind of like both I think like i mean I think people kind of became like desensitized to the fact that there was a dead man you know, on display for three years as a, as a warning against, you know, future piracy, sure. you know, it's, it's almost like a Halloween decoration, no offense, but it's it's oh, yeah. kind of like a, a Halloween decoration. It's like, oh yeah, that guy's on display. He's like the, he's not only a deterrent, but he's a, he's a Halloween decoration. If we celebrated halloween in those days but i mean and and of course people in those days you know i mean it was much more different lifestyle and and different culture in those days because obviously in those days you know somebody pissed you off you just took out your pistol and you shot them you know i mean and people would think none of it, like you know like how they used to do like the like they used to like stand each other back to back and gave them the pistols, and then they had to like walk like certain amount of paces and then turn and you know whoever shot first, and you know what I mean yeah it, all- it was like in Barry Lyndon. A duel, exactly. So it was like that. So it was, it was definitely a.
2: Uh, Wilder time. It's
6: just like, for example, a lot of people are desensitized when it comes to violence on television. You know, obviously, when you watch a scary movie and you see like a monster ripping someone's head off, mm-hmm. you don't really react to it because, for one, you, uh, you know, you know, it's fake. But mm-hmm. two, you, on a subconscious level, you're also desensitized from it. And I'm not saying everybody is. A lot of no, people no. will get shocked by the gore and violence in, in a horror movie. But I'm saying back in those days, I'm sure a lot of people were uh, completely desensitized to the fact that there was a dead guy just on display for three years.
2: Right. Yeah. You just get used to it. I mean, there were children born during yeah. that time. You know, they're like, can you imagine that there's like a three-year-old? Right. <laughs> Who, who's it's just like starting right. to notice stuff that's around in life. And they happen to see this. I mean, I don't know how, how far out it was in the, you know, uh, on the dock or wherever by the Thames, or wherever this thing is. I don't know how visible, you know, but like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. that's like if somebody w- had hoped you hadn't seen it, then uh, you know a certain amount of time goes by and it's not there anymore. And it's like, Daddy, did there used to be a dead man hanging up on the dock there by a gibbet? No, no, of course you're, no, you're imagining <laughs> Yes, yeah. Of course not. Or yes, yes, there was. Don't you know, don't be a pirate. Or better yet, don't exactly be, don't be accused of being a pirate because it's it's almost as bad,
6: <laughs> right? Well, it's, I mean, that's kind of like, too, like during the Salem witch trials, it's like, yo, don't don't be accused of being a witch or they're going to drag you out of your house at night. You're going to be done. You know, they're going to they're going to stick you at the bottom of a pond and God forbid you float up because you're using your witch-like powers to save your own life. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure people I'm, I'm sure that back then when when he was on display, I'm sure people, I mean, you know, did use it as a teaching tool to be like, hey, listen, you know, when you grow up, you know, get yourself a reputable job, become a blacksmith or, you know, whatever kind of jobs they had back in those days. But God forbid, whatever you do. Don't be a pirate, because you see that bad man right there. You'll be on display, just like him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So.
2: I hear you. Yeah, you got to find a way of uh, keeping the children uh, on the straight and narrow path. You know.
1: Right. Or, or, exactly.
2: Or you know, just you know, just trying to protect them
6: through fear.
1: Hey, friends, Bill Haywatt here. You know, with the summer months just around the corner, that means nights spent with buddies out under the stars or sometimes just passed out next to your car. Whatever the occasion, it's always the right night for a pair of Henderson Sleepover Slacks. Whether you're crashing at a friend's place or getting your carnal fix with a one-night stand, Henderson Sleepover Slacks are just the ticket to making sure that you get as good a night sleep as you can while still waking up refreshed and raring to go. No matter if you're heading back to work or making that walk of shame back home by the harsh but cleansing light of day. Sleepover slacks feature an outer layer that unzips to form a snug sleeping bag with a built-in eye shade so you can catch some extra winks. And there's a removable disposable inner liner that wicks away moisture and filth and... Whatever, from your skin so you can unpeel it, throw it away, and face the world without needing a shower the next day. The nylon zipper doubles as a removable tooth and hairbrush, and the sleepover slacks double stitching can be plucked out a bit at a time to be used as dental floss so that you're looking as perky as can be for that big important meeting or facing the spouse. What's more, Henderson sleepover slacks are unisex, designed for both men and women who care to leave the very best impression when it comes to living indiscriminate lifestyles. Originally designed for train conductors, flight attendants, and United States congressmen, Henderson sleepover slacks are available wherever fine bedding and or camping supplies are sold. That's Henderson's letting you get into our pants since 1849. And now back to the groovy sounds of Sukatech.
2: I do love a good Henderson's pants ad. I don't believe I've ever heard a bad one. Before we continue with my interview with soundcaster Hunter Block, let me delight you with our second first o'durst for the evening, which is from July 6, 2018 called Torches and Pitchforks, in which our intrepid correspondent throws some well-deserved heat the Democrats' way.
5: Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about the current state of the Democratic Party. And those words are, (laughs) It ain't pretty. Those of you with weak stomachs would best be advised to avert your eyes. And please, keep all children behind closed doors for the next couple of months. Because watching the Democrats is scarier than finding scorpions in your underwear. If their shenanigans were up on the big screen, it would qualify as a horror movie. I'm not even sure if the word party should apply here anymore. It certainly doesn't fit in terms of celebration. There's no frolicking or joviality. And if you mean party in terms of a gathering of like-minded individuals, that too leaves quite a bit to be desired. More like a loose collection of misfits who cluster together for the sole purpose of claiming not to like President Donald Trump. And that's about it. They don't stand for anything, not even the national anthem. You can't even accuse Democrats of being afraid of their own shadow because at this point they don't actually cast one. Besides, it's hard to see your shadow when your head's so far up your butt you can tickle your spleen with your elbow. Not only aren't they in the game, they don't even know that one is being played. The Republicans attack with torches and pitchforks, and the Democratic response is to introduce legislation to reform pitchfork safety standards. You should put corks in those, phosphorescent for nighttime visibility. And if you insist on carrying torches, they need to be flame resistant, at least two inches long. Should come in for about 12 bucks a piece. I know a guy who can knock them out for six. For Sucketash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. I'm Will Durst. You
2: can go to atwilldurst.com to reach out to Mr. Durst on Twitter. You can go to his Facebook page. And be sure to visit Wildurst.com for all his deets and dates. So I was thinking it would be a good time for you to hear that uh, clip. Uh, oh, yes. on Combat Radio.
4: Okay, here we go. Hello, you're on with Combat Radio. Hey, hello. Hello. Who's this?
0: This is Hunter Block.
4: Hunter Block. Okay. Let me uh, digress a little bit into who Hunter Block actually is. He has a code name out there known as Zombie Bacterium, but he's one of our avid listeners, and he's actually a descendant of the pirate Captain Kidd. And the reason he's calling is because Hunter has done a tour of duty in a very haunted cemetery uh, back east, and he's here to tell us a little bit. It's actually a cemetery, and I'm I'm not kidding. Hmm. It's got a headstone marked zombie. Um, yeah, he
0: does it's, uh, yeah. Sorry,
4: go ahead No, 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 you go ahead You're the authority, Hunter Hunter, welcome to the program, man Glad you're calling Happy Halloween, by the way
0: Oh, thanks, you too um, Yeah, actually, the tombstone is um, The guy's name is Zombie Holstart Believe it or not He was a child born in 1960 And died in 1973 mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any background on him But uh, he's in there One and of The the, uh, the actual name of the the name of the place is called Rose Hill Cemetery.
4: Rose Hill, right. That's the name of it. One of the things yeah. I want to ask you, Hunter, is there's a headstone there. It's somewhat um, – it's kind of in. Fo- – uh, first of all, in a moment, I'm going to have you give us the history of the place and some of what's happened there. But there is a headstone where if you take a photo of it, your camera battery instantly dies. And it's – Ah, uh, yes. And it happens to everyone. Yes. on. Huh. No, I'm not. Yes. Peter's looking at me like I'm crazy. Even Duracell? Even Duracell. <laughs> Tell us about the history of the place, Hunter. Um, you know, what better person to what better person to advise us than a descendant of Captain Kidd? But give us a history of both the place, what and some of the haunted elements there. Since you've actually done a paranormal tour of duty in the joint.
0: Okay, the uh, tombstone that you're referring to is the the boy's name is Lester Stilwell. He was. Um, He was 10 years old when he died in 1916. He uh, basically died of a shark attack, which is actually a freak thing since I've never even heard of that up until I started researching this. And his would-be rescuer, he was 24, he died as well. So supposedly when you actually take a picture of this boy's tombstone, your your battery just dies.
4: Yeah. Hey, Hunter, Um, stop right there because I'm going to play the appropriate music. So stand by. Hold on a second here. Let me get this right for us. (laughs) Okay. One of these days I want to have to put some time into finding some different source music. But I know I know where to go, where to make it
6: work. I thought you were to play Jaw. Yeah, just- oh, my God. I just got to stop this real quick. Uh, yeah? Oh, my God. That's like memory lane, like right there. Uh, uh, to to your to, uh, to anyone out there listening to this, uh, before I replay this, this was my uh, first time ever uh, being on a – not only – well, because obviously it's not a soundcast uh, – in, in the sense of uh, being soundcasts, this was a live uh, internet radio show and still is. It's it's very awesome. I listen to it every Friday and uh, promote it as much as possible. And, and plus, we're on the uh, Brigade Radio 1 that's, that's sponsored by Combat Radio, as Tyson will tell you. Um, but this was my first time doing anything like this, and I could tell you right now, I was scared as hell. So, with that being said, let's get back to it. You ready, Tyson? Sure. Okay. you play Jaws.
3: Yeah, I do too. I was like, <laughs> where's the Jaws?
4: Uh, we should get Carl Godley in on this. All right, Hunter, back to you. So, j- shark attack, cemetery headstone that kills your phone battery when you try to take a photo of it.
0: Yes. This uh, a shark apparently swam up Matawan River, and I guess this boy was playing by the river and he fell into it and fell uh, victim to a shark attack. And he died on the way to the hospital.
5: He In and, a river?
0: Uh, and died as well.
4: It was a shark attack in a river? That's unusual.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fresh water. It, yeah, it definitely cool. is. Yeah, it's fresh water. So, I mean, that that's what the uh, the research I've done is that he actually, uh, a shark found its way upriver and uh, to this town. Uh, the town is called Matawan, I think I mentioned that. Is that long ago? And uh, he died. Is it a shark or was it a cover-up? Um, Could have been a cover-up. They said shark.
4: Was he swimming in the Amityville Lagoon? <laughs> Hold on, don't go there yet. Don't go there. <laughs> he was
0: trying to do a great segue there. He Man, was oh. trying...
4: Peter was trying to derail us to the Amityville horror segment, which is next. kind energy
0: we need in uh, zombie uh, hookers? That yeah. kind of right there? You can't, you can't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can't derail the Amityville horror, man. Come on. Can't derail it. <laughs> Don't worry. You can call back it's for like
4: that segment, wish. Hunter. We can get you. We can put you on two segments. But tell us a little bit. I what?
0: actually... What? Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. You can tell No, debate. I was going to say I actually visited the house. Although I couldn't get inside, I actually visited it. Wait well, you know what's...
4: I'm jealous. You, you attempted to get inside... You don't know this guy. I, uh, <laughs> not that kind of I was ball. standing
0: outside the house. Let me tell you I didn't you, want to commit B and E, you know what I mean?
4: Let me yeah, I didn't want to commit B and yeah. E. Let me tell you about this guy. If this guy pulls on you this guy goes to the house, I'm sure, he also probably knocked on the door and there's no response. He probably looked in the window and then he probably went around to try to find a cellar entrance. He probably went into the boathouse, probably swam in the lagoon a bit, and then to. decided to leave. I had this creepy lady come right to the window and she had this rotary phone with a wire and she's standing right there for ten minutes staring right at us, like, like, there, is a baby no like that that there is no rotary phone in that house.
0: There is no rotary phone in that
4: house. There's
1: no oxygen around that house. Just
4: a vacuum. Oh, <laughs> now see, there you go. Now you're, now you're, now.
3: I'm creeped out. This
4: is getting creepy. This How come the go. star of Paranormal Activity is the one that's all creeped out? Aren't I'm... you the one that everyone thinks was in a real paranormal documented?
0: Yeah, incident? I thought I thought you died.
3: Uh right. I know, because it's real. I hate to let <laughs> you, I hate to let the secret out of
4: the bag, Hunter, but it's it's just a movie. She uh she uh got up uh, after I... eating her hand off and went home that day.
0: <laughs> or she's uh, Oh man, I was all excited too, you know. <laughs> Not that you died, I'm sorry, but
3: you know. (laughs) I was so excited. Let him correct that real quick. (laughs) Happy Halloween
4: to you. That is real paranormal. Happy Halloween to you too. Uh, Hunter, real quick, back to Rose Hill. Um, Okay. uh, Give us a couple other other.
6: Go ahead. No, no. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you see how uh, different I was in those days doing this sort of thing to how I am now? Doing this sort of thing?
2: Are you asking um, me or the
6: audience at large? Well, well, I'm asking you, sir, because I, you know, you, you do this with me each and every week, just about. So, I mean, but you can hear the difference, though, um, in my level of confidence as as to back then to as now, because back then, dude, I was I was I'm I'm really glad that uh, you know I wasn't like facing a large crowd because. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to have done that. Now I could. Like now I don't care. But right. it's just it, – it, t- this is like a, a wonderful like uh, blast of the past for me.
2: Oh, good. Well, I mean I thought you sounded pretty confident back then.
6: So, I mean I understand, uh, I understand uh, if you,
2: you were thank you, thank nervous, you. but he didn't sound nervous to me. I mean he didn't sound any more nervous than anybody else who's ever called in on a radio show. You know what I mean?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean uh so
2: Yeah or anybody else who'd never called in on a radio show before or anything you know, you just sounded kinda like you just did what you I mean you certainly sounded uh, at least the same confidence level as me and I was always trying to just flying by the seat of my pants when I was appearing on there, so uh
6: yeah, I, don't know, I thought it went oh, it absolutely. really you- well. No no
0: other um first of all they they say that um there's it's home to some uh, civil war uh, casualties. They, uh, other people reported hearing uh, strange noises, strange voices, uh, a mist, um, the usual orb in the photographs, um, and vortexes, which I'm actually disappointed because I didn't get to see one yet. A vortex.
4: Explain exactly uh, to a guy who, uh, uh, I don't know, is not into vortexes. What a vortex is? What exactly is a vortex when you say that? Define vortex, Hunter.
0: Well, I guess a a vortex, because I'm a little, you know, I guess a vortex would be like a gateway to another dimension. Oh, you're kidding. So it's
4: like a time-space continuum, like a 1.21 gigawatts Doc Brown kind of deal? Wow.
0: Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Who doesn't know shit about vortexes
4: now? All right. All right. So anyway, go back to it. I'm sorry. (laughs) So there's been claims that there's vortexes there. There's Civil War dead. Right. And there's some claims of vortex. There's this mysterious shark shark attack cat fatality right. there. Uh, and there's also the oh. headstone-marked zombie. Very interesting. Yes.
0: Let me and ask you something. On the zombie... You might find even, on the, huh? on Tom Benarino's got a question I for got a
4: question you. for you. On the zombie... On the zombie name, is that actually... Did anyone research? Is that like a, a name that, 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 that was used at that period? Is Because it, it's sort of like you can make an issue out of anything. Is was zombie a nickname? Was it a name? Did anyone research that as opposed to just saying... Zombie? Oh, he must be a zombie. Is there any thought put into that being a red, a hot button issue, being called zombie?
0: Well, I actually did try to uh, try to research it. Unfortunately, I couldn't find anything on it. But the Metamora Historical Society does give guided tours and adds ghost stories into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll probably have something on that. Right. Right. As to where I was, I was uh, unfortunately wasn't able to find anything on it at all other than the name Zombie, which is actually on the tombstone, so maybe it was, like, the boy's nickname or something like that, or maybe the parents were just... Typically, head beast.
4: You, Typically, you wouldn't put... I mean, I guess if you have sort of that sense of humor, you, you, you'd go that way, but typically you wouldn't put a nickname well, on it. Well, it was 1960, so. right? People he was
0: always born
3: have in a 60? lot of humor going on yeah. when they're buried. Yeah, well he, he was, well, he was born in
0: 1960, and he died in 1973, so maybe they just have, like, really dark humor. So 1960, maybe they were I mean, experimenting hey, with uh, acid or something. like <laughs> that. Parents... Okay. Maybe. Hey, it's New Jersey, man. Anything can happen out
4: here. I, love I have how a question. He speaks for the Tourist Bureau of New Jersey, yeah. by the way. Go ahead, Ashley. If you, have you a take
3: a picture with your iPhone, does that battery die, too? Because hmm. that, I maybe there's something going on with my iPhone and batteries. We well, well, yeah.
0: even though the iPhone is wicked awesome, I have one myself, but I'm pretty sure the, uh, the, the rules still apply to iPhones, too.
4: But does it apply to no, the Galaxy like, 3? To- is that, covered under uh, is that covered under warranty with the iPhone 5? I just want to know.
0: I, I don't know, but unless Steve Jobs up there in heaven is like telling this boy not to drain people's iPhone batteries, I'm pretty sure it's going to get drained.
4: Hey, what is the scariest thing you have heard or witnessed in this cemetery?
0: Um, when I was here at night, I witnessed, this, I, I felt this, a sense of being watched constantly. Like, no matter where I went in this place, it, I just, it just felt like there was eyes on me. You know, and, and, like, I just couldn't wait, like, just to, like, you know, not be there at night, you know? Did you pull... Or be here at night or whatever? Did you pull, like, a Linus huh? and
4: sit there all night? Did you, like, do an investigation and you were in the cemetery all night doing... <laughs> a you
0: know. Oh, oh yeah, this, this place band. this place is huge, just yes, I did. I mean, I, I, this place is, is hilly, uh, lots of hills, lots of, like, winding roads. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. They have uh, mausoleums that date back to, like, 300 years. Mm. So I'm, like, really fascinated with this place. I mean... I can go there again and again. It doesn't matter if it's
1: Halloween, then. It's awesome. Yeah. Wait, is he wearing a garlic
4: necklace? Yes. Uh, oh, Peter's yeah. asking you if you're wearing a garlic defense necklace in case <laughs> zombies, or not not zombies, vampires, right?
1: Something.
0: I
4: don't know. Some garlic wards away everybody.
0: No, no. No, no. Uh, no, I didn't have garlic, but I See, did hear about garlic. a bunch of uh, ghost tracking moms. One of them in particular is from Keyport, which is the town over from where I live. And uh, she actually drove her minivan in there at night. And it's not a good idea to drive in here at night. You know what I'm saying? You you, you should park and walk in in mm-hmm. case you know.
4: Well, anyone who watched Scooby, yeah, anyone who ever watched Scooby Doo knows you always park the van and then you go in. You never it, drive. Did you just
0: say ghost hunting mom? Yeah, she drove in. She drove in the entrance, which you you actually can do here during the day. She she, she drove in and she left the headlights on, which is stupid. I guess she wanted to light her in her little ghost group or whatever, and she, uh, they all got out, and supposedly the lights just cut off by themselves for no apparent reason.
4: Interesting. Like, I like the ghost hunting mobs. That has to be in the zombie hookers somehow. That's I so mean, awesome. Uh, ghost- I want
0: to oh, show. Zombie hookers, mom. by the way, zombie hookers. Perfect title for a sequel, laid to rest.
4: Yeah, no, I like it, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Zombie hookers too late, the rest, I like it. See, as soon as zombie hookers Roll went that out, out there. Hunter was immediately on that. As, <laughs> uh, he saw the light that I saw, which is hit
3: machine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. Zombie
4: hookers, you know, and, you know, and especially the since we were doing it, like we were talking, Peter, about doing it like in a black exploitation 70s style, Ooh, you know. With like that would be wicked awesome with awesome. awesome zombie hookers not just zombie crack yeah. hookers but like real fun zombie hookers
3: Blackula cameo yeah. Yes
4: black- Blackula cameo Oh man Can we get like a can we
0: get can we get like a a, a black uh, Cadillac convertible like you know like the old 60 style ones
4: well, of course. That's doable. You
0: know, something in tells me. Hookers?
4: My old friend who I miss very much, Isaac Hayes, may he rest in peace, he'd be very proud of this project. Okay. Truck Turner would be very proud of a zombie hookers project, gaining a strange force of momentum in the combat radio episodes where we've talked about it. It's like, I'm now asked about this online more than anything else. Like, what's up with zombie I hookers? I think you need a scene at Cafe Halesco.
1: I
0: think so. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about Pinch? Are we having pins in this movie as well? Are we having who in it? Pimps. Pimps. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Peter's playing our in a hooker movie.
4: <laughs> yeah, Peter's playing our pimp right here. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. Cuz I was
4: thinking like Billy D. Williams. Uh, well, he's a, he that's doable. For some doable. reason. Yeah. Billy D. Williams will tell you that one of his favorite interviews ever was this show, so I think that's doable. Corey Billy D. Williams.
3: Yes. Corey
4: D. Williams, yeah, his son. Corey D. Williams. You know, you know who I also uh, knew quite a quite well, who uh, used to love to meet at Dupar's for lunch, was Rudy Ray Moore, but he's also passed away. He would have been a cinch. I could have put the lead pipe lock on that thing with, with a phone call. I think we should get real pimps. <laughs> real pimps. That's what we want. Real pimps on the set.
3: I mean, if you're going to get real pimps
4: at the party tonight. Yeah, what do you, no, 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 that's not true. Look at, he just quickly tried to swipe this party under the rug. Oh, it's just a uh... <laughs> Peter's having a fit in the corner. <laughs> Alright, so Hunter, Rose Hill, it's uh yep, there is a historical society that does a ghost walk if people are interested. But you yourself, if people okay. are interested, could probably be contacted for a more unofficial yet more interesting ghost walk, I'd imagine.
0: They they certainly can.
4: What's the name of your paranormal research outfit? Or is it uh you know, the uh Just the Hunter Block Irregulars bacteria. or what is it?
0: Yeah. Zombie Bacterium.
4: Zombie Bacterium. You know, when in doubt, this Halloween, if you're looking for something to do in the Long Island area, I highly recommend you take a ghost walk hosted by our friend Zombie Bacterium. Combat Radio approves this message. There you go. (laughs) Hunter, nice having you on the program, buddy. Anything in closing? Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. We'll talk again. Nice job, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. So there you have it. Yeah. Rose Hill. Interesting. Interesting. Headstone marked zombie, and that was the phenomenon that everyone talked about. Some other people in the area said the same thing. You cannot take a, whether it's a magnetic anomaly, an electronic anomaly, or whatever it is, you cannot take a picture of this headstone. Your battery, your phone is
6: dead. That that was uh, that was definitely an interesting day, my friend.
2: <laughs> yeah. So tell us, Hunter. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anybody ever end up contacting you to go on a zombie walk or a uh, paranormal tour?
6: No unfortunately, I was very disappointed. I was like really excited i was I was hoping that somebody would have reached out to me and uh, said hey man let's uh let's do it up but uh you know like in those days too i was i wasn't really uh i guess uh as active on social media as I am now, you know Sure, yeah. And uh well, me either. I mean I'm sure now, I mean I'm sure somebody in the state of New Jersey has to listen to uh Succotash or Antisocial Show. So I'm pretty sure now that if I mm-hmm. were to get something together, I'm pretty sure now like somebody would uh jump all over that. But uh yeah, no, unfortunately nobody uh nobody jumped on that in those days. That's cool though. Yeah.
2: That's too bad though. Well, you know, but you know, I guess there's still time. <laughs> So you've got over fifty episodes of your own podcast now or your own soundcast one uh, you know what I mean yes, and so how does it feel uh, having come all this way? what does that feel like uh having have done this now? did you ever see this as being a thing? Uh, I know that's more than one question, but you get the idea of what I'm asking
6: well, I want to say going back prior to like uh to when I was like when I was doing strange times, like a couple episodes of that
2: mm hmm
6: um, but definitely back in those days, like I didn't see it as like myself doing it. Um, I, I, I knew that it was possible, but I wasn't sure how to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so then of course, when I got the idea, the, the awesome idea to, I, I'd be like, Hey man, you know, I was on strange times a few times. I was on combat radio. I'm doing like, you know, I, I obviously share the shit out of shows that I like, uh, Suck Attash including I'm like, I could do this. And. And so I spent six months learning how to do a soundcast and I have to, like when I, when we finally got to the moment, like when we finally launched, it was like super, super exciting. And even like now it's, it's always like a, a it's, a, it's always a good feeling. It's like a, an awesome feeling to be able to sit there and create something and get it out there. So, and, and each and every episode, Um, Each and every episode, it's always something new and exciting because even I never know what we're going to talk about when we're doing an episode. Except for like here and there when we say, hey, let's talk about this or let's mention that. But, you know, there's no script to it. And so and that's the fun part, because when you get on the mic and start talking, you never know where the conversation is going to go. So and, and of course, when it's all put together and you send it to me to listen to, it's like. Wow, man, it's like an exciting thing to not be able to just listen to a soundcast, but to listen to your own soundcast, which is truly amazing.
2: Here, here. Uh, well, it's been it's been a good, uh, great ride this last, um, I guess, year and a half. In um, six days and three months, it will be two years since the first show debuted. Now.
6: Wow! Really? Yeah.
2: Two years. Yep, because yes. Oct- the first episode was out on October eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Now, of course, we recorded it earlier than October eighteenth, but it ended up being on the air uh, on the air uh, over there at my SoundCloud, uh which now uh, you can find by going to www Uh You can find all my links.
6: I just I can't even believe it's been two years almost. Has it been two years or almost two years? It'll be it'll be two years in three months and six days. That is incredible, man. the The fact that the, the fact that our show, like something that we created, has been going strong for like two years. It's it's. I mean, th- that goes to show you how t- how like fast time goes. Because I honestly never even kept track of like how many years. Uh, we've been doing this, and like now you got to look at him and be like, wow, yeah, I've been a soundcaster for in, in almost two, you know, and for almost two years now, apparently, you know, in three months. Yeah, so some, that's a, it's truly an amazing thing. You with know some, what I
2: mean? Some degree of regularity, which is like, uh, regularity, regularly, regular, regu- regularly, regular, some degree of regularity. No, I think that's right. I think that's the right way. Well, you know me, yeah. I'm, I'm a stickler about words. Um,
6: uh, Nothing wrong with that because I I truly appreciate people that when they drop words, I truly appreciate the the fact that they they're they're dropping words and they know what those words mean because they're obviously using them as opposed to like people dropping words and have no idea what the hell it even means at all. Sure. So that's just me though.
2: I I, I would prefer if 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 uh, the term soundcast is to get any. Uh, movement i mean not saying it hasn't had movement but to really get in there i'd like a little more of people you know bluffing where they just start using the word even though they're not sure what it means and then you know there'll be people mm. going okay now i thought you meant podcast but i wasn't sure why you said it you know i, I it's you know it's kind of nice when people
6: ask um well for clarification. I, I think i i think the word soundcast uh is i mean think about it. everything anything that's anything in life evolves. And becomes better, right, so it became it, it was originally called a podcast, okay well we used pod. we used the term podcast for a lot of years, and people are still stuck on the word podcast but it's it's nice to actually evolve and call it something else because obviously when you when you think of podcasting and i, I don 't really want to like talk bad or ill about you know iTunes, I love iTunes we're on iTunes. But it's still like the big old elephant in the room. It's like you talk about a podcast, well, that's probably the only medium where it exists is is on iTunes, and you have like your little you know uh, what do they call them things an iPod, which is dead technology. They don't even make iPods anymore, so it's it's nice to get away from that and it just sounds to me it sounds bigger, better, more professional when you say, "Hey, I'm a soundcaster." you know that's just my opinion, okay
2: that's cool um you know what's really amazing also uh
6: i forgot what's I, that um
2: i mean I, I agree with all you're saying what you're saying i'm not trying to say that what i've got to point out is more amazing than what you just said i'm not trying to outdo you but i'm trying to add to something and i can't believe i forgot to send you this mm-hmm. it's not as long it's just uh, like a, a few okay. like, it's less than a minute but at the beginning of, of that episode of Combat Radio, uh, that day when you and I were on the air for the first time, almost together, but, you know, uh, okay. I, I had been on the show before, yep. and you had uh, you were coming on for the first time. But we were on the same episode. This is the most the most bizarre thing. Uh, not not really, it. not really bizarre, but check this out
6: okay
4: happy halloween it's time for another episode of combat radio and i want to say a quick thank you to the succotash show a rather legendary form of internet entertainment who's been featuring a lot of combat radio and some clips uh some of our work with billy d williams and dean haglin of the x-files and some others they've been giving us a lot of
6: support and been featuring us on succotash that's pretty cool yeah I was. this was uh this was the same episode that you, uh, i was on correct Yes, yeah. Or a different episode. It was
2: the episode that we you were on uh, that we just listened to the clip from and then I was on later talking about the Wolfman like right at the beginning of the show he mentioned Succotash, which at that time was hosted how, by Mark Hershon. How right?
6: awesome is that?
2: And it's such a strange uh uh confluence of events, you know. Uh
6: but, Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I think right there, dude, honestly. I mean, I think um I think like you and I you know, being on combat radio, them mentioning Succotash in in a weird sort of way, like uh, in a strange sense, it's pretty cool because it, it all led us to like it, it led us to this point right here in time, I think. Yes. You know what I mean? And also it's Halloween. So, so and we've contributed to the uh, Halloween yeah. album.
2: We have a Halloween project that we did together.
6: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We because yeah because you know you were you were doing something for Halloween on Combat Radio. I was doing something for Halloween on Combat Radio. Uh, a few years after that, I actually went to um, I actually went to uh, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery where I did a uh, a live episode for Combat Radio. Uh, a couple of years after that, a couple of years that um, I'll have
2: to see if I can find that.
6: Yeah, I think it was like time. a like was it? No, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to everyone out there. I lied. It was a year. It was a year later. Sorry. So it was the following was it the following Halloween? Yeah. No? Was it I don't know. I can check. I honestly don't Yeah, yeah. Check because I think it was it was either like a year or two later. I'm not sure though. I'm not one hundred percent positive. Let's but see here. yeah.
2: Uh yes. Okay, so October eleventh, twenty thirteen episodes called The Legion of Doom. I was wondering if you were on a future episodes because you were on two and then it was a while before you were on again, but it's so you were on with Sally Safiotti who who uh uh, from Watchmen, Resident Evil, Star Wars, Tracy takes on and uh, as it says in the that's
6: you know, so friggin cool forty
2: thousand interesting credits and it says Aaron Fitzgerald of course you from Ed, Ed and Eddie yep. Beach Monster High Hamilcar uh, Crosby one of the our partners at Kung Fu Movie Madness uh, Richard mm-hmm. Richard Epcar of Ghost in the Shell Robotech and Batman. Uh, yep. His wife, Ellen Stern Epcar, uh, for, with from Milk and Honey and Robotech. These are the credits that are being listed. Tom Vittorino is there is still, uh, back or perhaps I'm not sure what at this point, but it's a whole
6: year later. Pract- not have left.
2: Practically <laughs> a whole year later, almost a whole year later. Uh, and yep. Uh, Uh, It's manager of the cult, the doors, fuel, etc. is his credit. (coughs) Casey Ryan of the Cutting Room Floor Podcast, which I have heard a couple of times, uh, it's been a while, calls in, and then Hunter Block, and then it says, who runs the Combat Radio Firebase New Jersey page.
6: uh, Uh, I still, actually, uh, that page went to the wayside, and now I run the Combat New Jersey Strike Team page. Okay.
2: And it says, calls in with a Halloween report from Sleepy Hollow. Yes, sir. And if you want to listen to that folks, you can go to www.latalkradio.com forward slash content forward slash combat hyphen radio.
6: Yes, a lot of a lot of those things in those days just led us to what we're doing like right now, which is pretty cool, I think. It's interesting how time does that, doesn't it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, dude. Cause because like I said, you know, we did uh the Halloween album part three last year. And now we're working on part four. If I, if I may say that, uh, working on our own track again. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a pretty fun ride and I, I hope the ride goes for a real long time because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring, bro.
2: That's very true. And I hope it goes, I hope it goes as long as it can as well. So, uh, thank you for, absolutely.
6: Thank you for, uh, for being on the program. Thank you for having me. It was a fun time, dude, and uh, thank you for uh, finding that uh, audio clip because it was really fun uh, reliving uh, that moment in time. That was that was really cool. Oh no
2: problem, and thank you for thank you for kicking my ass into into doing a uh, podcast because you know you really like uh, I was a, in a pretty uh, depressive state during that period of time, and I think it's given me something really. Uh, it's fun to look forward to putting together the show every couple of weeks as it is, even when it was every week or just, you know, having something to work on. And uh, I think it helped me work on other things, basically, and, uh, you know, uh, increase my work output. Uh, so I appreciate that. A great You're time.
6: welcome. Thank you. Uh, there's a quick story behind that.
2: Mm.
6: Uh, if, if you have time. Uh Sure. Okay. So the night that I decided to do a – and and I'll keep this as brief as possible. Uh, The night that I decided to do a uh, podcast or soundcast, um, I was sitting right in this room where I'm sitting right now Mm -hmm. where I do every episode of Antisocial Show, and I'm like – I was talking to – a person who were, you know, I'm not going to bring up, but I was talking to a person and we were having a conversation and I'm like, Hey man, a, a girl, obviously, but I was like, Hey man, we should do a podcast. Like, cause the con- kind of conversations that we were having, I'm like, you know, we should just do, we should just do a soundcast. I've been thinking about doing, doing one for, a, for a while now. just, but uh also and 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 she got interested and I'm like but you know I want to bring my friend my good buddy Tyson on because I think it would be awesome having three people as opposed to oppose a two but I think now that I look back on it I'm glad it was just like you and I because of the the dynamic and the way the show went like the chemistry it, you just can't you, you just can't replicate that you know what I mean so hmm. but that was my line of thinking back in those days anyway so but I definitely had you in mind immediately when I decided to actually do a soundcast, so thank you for being a part of it, bro, because it it is fun, and it's something that I look forward to each and every week, um, because it definitely is a way to uh, escape my head for a little while, if that makes sense, like kind of like get away from reality, because when we're doing this, it's like I'm in the zone, dude, and when I'm in the zone, we start talking about everything and anything, and it's just like – before I know it, like a couple of hours have passed. And then we get back into reality. I'm like, wow, man. So it's, it's kind of like my, my, uh, drug of choice, so to speak.
2: I like that. So soundcasting your drug of choice. Me too. Um, that's right. My drug of choice. So, uh, well, thank you again, Hunter, for doing uh, the show. And, uh, Thank you very much for having me. Anything you wanted to say in closing to the. I think, you're, I think you already. Do you have any plugs? Are you going to be appearing anywhere, doing stand up or anything? Uh, are you going to any place you're going to be that you'd. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could, like, because it'd be a couple of weeks before this comes out, and uh, uh, I don't know that you'd want to. Uh, um, Like, you're, you're planning it, on doing a meet and greet in the future?
6: I wish uh if I would be doing a meet and greet uh in the future, obviously I would want the uh the meet and greet to be with you, and I would be in california huh. um and, and huh. at some point in time, like you know I was even thinking of doing like a live uh anti social show somehow you know what I mean sure man. i mean later on in the future obviously but uh no if any if listen if anybody out there that's listening to this right now uh if you wanna Jump over to you know, jump over to Anti Social Show and listen to an episode or two of uh, Tyson and myself. Uh, please feel free to do so. You can contact me at ZombieBacterium on Twitter or uh, Anti Social Show One also on Twitter or the Anti Social Show on Facebook. Uh, we're all over social media. Come check us out if you want to be a guest. Uh, we love guests on the Anti Social Show, don't we, Tyson? We do. So now is it the Anti Social Show on Facebook or is it just Anti Social Show on Facebook? Um, it's anti-social show on Facebook. Okay, just checking,
2: because that the slips in there.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just anti-social show on Facebook. I mean, yeah, I. I you know, what's funny. I got to thinking about that. Yeah. Because there's no the in the show, but yet we always call it the anti-social show. We no. never just say an, we. Very rarely do we ever say anti-social show. I try. It's I try, always I try the not to. anti-social show. I try very
2: very. Yeah, I mean, I've been to.
6: trying not to myself.
2: You know, but uh, yeah, I always try to. I, I you know, I, well, I would say I always correct people. I don't always correct people when they say it wrongly because it, it's, uh, it's. I don't know. It feels a little bit too much. Uh, it feels a little bit too. I'm sure too much I, to I, correct I, them on. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, actually, it's just anti-social show, but it is just anti. It's three words, and not one of them is the. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So. No, there's no the. Get, the. get the the out. We couldn't call it the anti-show or, you know, the anti-show. So we just you know, it's anti-social show. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Diver. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I always have a good time recording with Hunter when we record for anti-social show. And I'd like to thank him again here for being my guest on this episode of Suck It the comedy soundcast soundcast. If there's one bit of info I've absorbed from listening to so many different soundcasts over the years, it's a particular similarity of nearly everyone who commits their voices to digital posterity in the MP3 format, and that similarity is how, at the beginning of what will become the life of a soundcast, so many of its creators and contributors have absolutely no idea how a show is going to evolve or how long they will continue to make and post episodes. I'm not talking about radio personalities who archive their shows, I'm talking about people who just decide to add their voices to the ever-growing pool of audio personalities who you can choose to spend part of your day with. Who knows what the future brings? Sasquatch, that's who. But they're moody and reclusive, so it's difficult to gather their predictions with any degree of regularity. Anyway, until next time, I bid you a fond gisposta, and if I could trouble you to do so, I'd like to gently implore you to please pass the succotash.
1: You've been listening to Suckatash Chat, the comedy soundcast, soundcast with your host, Tyson Sainer. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at show.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Dunder, on Blitzen, on iHot Radio, and on... <laughs> the laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at Suck-A-Tash Show.com. Or call into the Suckatash Hotline at our toll call number, 818-921-7212. The number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at italecom slash U slash Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Sainer. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Turges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye.